They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Combini Boys podcast, where your hosts Matt and Mike talk about the amazing world of Japanese convenience stores. This week, we've got the final results of the Nice Cheese Grand Prix, a new flavor of Family Chicky, a look at the weekly output from Lawson, as well as Lawson's amazing Uchi Cafe series. We trade a few hauls, and Mike goes into a lightning round with his weekly At the Gemba series. And finally, we take a look at a controversial bit of community news. We've got a big one this week, so let's get started. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Hey, Mike. Uh, it's uh, hot as hell here in Cambridge and trying to cool off with a brewski. Mm. Um, what's, uh, what's the state of play out in Kanazawa? Yeah, well, as you know, we've uh, flipped the script today. It's morning for me, so I'm having a cup of coffee, and it is cloudy as always here in Kanazawa. It's on a two-month streak here of mm. just no sun. So, um, yeah, but things are good. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to get into it this week for episode 16. Well, we got a lot to talk about, and uh, I think we should just jump right into it. What do you say? Sounds great. All right. So at the top, as always, we're looking at the Chicky Wars Mm-hmm. And um, to start, I think it's good for us to take a look over at the Nice Cheese Grand Prix from Lawson, as we know, has wrapped up. And in first place, the champion, the El Chicky Cheese, smoked cheese yes. flavor. Smoked cheese flavor. No Absolutely. surprise there. No surprise is taking home the title and... Besides that, the the rankings have not changed since the last week. Um, in second place was the Karage Kun, the rich cheese flavor, and then in third place was your favorite, the Cheese Dog Two. Yeah, the Cheese Dog Two with a third place showing, a strong third place showing with thirty two thousand retweets. Uh, mm. For comparison, the smoked cheese El Chiki had thirty seven thousand one hundred and fifty two to to take the victory um Mm -hmm. but cheese dog too i'm gonna say uh most improved contestant here uh it was really way 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 back until just a couple of weeks ago when it shot up the uh standings right after going on sale so uh, as Hmm. soon as people got a taste of that cheese dog too they enthusiastically responded and i'll also celebrate a last place finish for the cheese foam tea very pleased to see that way back in last place probably uh, still finishing its last lap or two around the track <laughs> yeah i i you know no surprises here this time and um you know in the future if anybody didn't have a chance during this campaign they can get out and get that l chicky cheese smoked cheese flavor absolutely and I'd definitely like to give it a try. So, okay, that wraps that up. Other news in the Chicky Wars is we've got a new one. Mm. And I'm talking about a Chicky, a family mm. Chicky, coming out of Family Mart. Matt, I know you saw this. I'm talking about none other than the cheese Takarubi flavor family Chicky. Yeah, this looks absolutely outstanding. I am testing the Zoom function on my laptop right now. I can't get close enough to this thing. It's like Family Mart just found everything I like and stuffed it into a chicky. We got melted cheese galore. We got gochujang, the fermented chili paste, 
commonly used in Korea. Mm. And of course, we got that juicy, juicy Fami Chicky. Mm. Oh my goodness, Mike! I haven't been this excited about a Chicky. I guess since last week when Seven Eleven released the somehow fused together drum and thigh meat boneless <laughs> Chicky. Um, what's what, what are your thoughts on this new Chicky out of Family Mart? Yeah, I'm um, excited as well. As our listeners will remember from last week, I'm pretty sure it was last week. Um, the super salary man had a um, a shout blog out. post. Yeah, shout out to that guy. Um, an, an item that you introduced that was a cheese takkarbi. I think it was a paella or some rice dish, and mm-hmm. he had a picture of the cheese. You know, and this thing was like a waterfall of Unreal. cheese. Yeah, and when you think takkarbi. You're thinking cheese. So I'm imagining this cheese, you're going to get a bite and that you can Mm. probably extend your hands forward and just have Mm. this long bridge of cheese coming out. I'm pretty excited. You know, I wasn't, I was a little disappointed with the, the cheese in family chicky before, but this, uh, this is looking a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to uh, at the Gemba with Mike's segment where that is featured for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, Mike, we have to confront another blooper here. Uh, um, we're um, we're honest here at the Conveni Boys. When we screw up, we admit it. Yep. We admit it. And uh, last week we screwed up. We we uh, spoke about a new product mm-hmm. out of Seven Eleven. It was called the. Uh, let me get this right because it is a strange name. It's the Zero K Cal Cider Triple. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were wondering, what exactly is that triple? Is it lemon? Is it apple? What could it be? And Mm -hmm. uh, it turns out they actually had an explanation Mm -hmm. for what the triple is. And uh, Mike, could you tell our listeners what what this triple is all about? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's pretty obvious now. You just look at this thing, the label. um, (laughs) So that triple, no, it was not the lemon. Uh, this triple was the three special effects of this drink mm. through its three two special ingredients of GABA and citric acid. Those three would be that this lowers fatigue, relieves the stress of desk work, and lowers your blood pressure. So this is, I mean, by all accounts, a, a miracle drink. Yeah, it's uh, it's a questionable claim. I have a feeling that their medical research division is any twenty-something-year-old kid who can type on a keyboard. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is the claim that they're making. It's right on the label. Those uh, those three effects that this mm-hmm. zero K Cal cider triple has on the consumer. Yeah, if the, and you know, shout just uh 7-Eleven if you need help with naming products. You got two guys here that uh <laughs> are pretty much specialists. Um you know, the choice of words here, you could have done better, I think, to really let people know what was happening. But it was our blooper and we got to we you know, we got to take the fall for that. Yeah, got to take the fall for it and uh yeah, we're we're continue working on our reporting here at the Convenient Boys. All right. So, as you know, for the past 2 weeks we've been looking at the amazing output at the Convenient. Uh first week we looked at uh Family Mart. I think we had something like 70 items there. 64, I think, yeah. 64, yeah. Then last week we traveled over to 7-Eleven, 97, almost almost hitting 100 there for new items. We were <laughs> Completely blown away. And this week, we're going to look at Lawson. And I think that this 
this number count really uh, defines the sort of difference between the Convenies and Lawson's mm-hmm. sort of special place. This week, Lawson, we're looking at 31 items. Uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, 31 items. I think a number probably either of us would have been astounded by prior to seeing the 64 and <laughs> 97 coming out of Family Mart and, and 7-Eleven. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, uh, you know, no slouch here, 31. Um, no. But, uh, yeah, certainly by comparison, it's not nearly in the same league as the other two. No, but it does show Lawson's sort of special character. You have... Whereas at 7-Eleven, of course, as we've said, smattering. I mean, just like, mm. who knows what's coming in there? No order, no sort of reason about it. There's just items. They're just putting them out. But Lawson is very curated, and you mm. have a good sort of representation of each section of the Kambini, and no sort of filler. I, I felt, looking at this uh, section, that you know each of these seems like a pretty legitimate item. Yeah, quality is definitely the name of the game out of Lawson. No, you won't see anything like the uh, double wiener red curry that we featured last week that came out of 7-Eleven. You know, it just looked like uh, body parts wrapped up in a tortilla. You're not going to see that kind of a thing coming out of Lawson. And um, like the past couple of weeks, Mike, uh, each of us has chosen three items that piqued our interest Mm -hmm. on this list of 31 here. And I think we're going to share our three items with each other. And um, I'm going to kick us off here. All right. Open that link. And it's probably no surprise what pops up. Um, Wow. (laughs) Yes. this is out of the Uchi Cafe series, which we'll be talking about later. This is a Shikwasa mm. ice bar. This is a popsicle, Mike, with uh, the mysterious Shikwasa citrus <laughs> fruit, uh, which I became a huge fan of on my trip down to Okinawa many years ago. Oh, man. What a refreshing item this this looks to be. I mean, there's nothing... There's no bells and whistles. I mean, this is just what it is. It's a fruit bar. You know, it's a frozen fruit bar, and it just looks so refreshing. I imagine you bite into that, and you're just feeling great, as well as getting that really refreshing shikwasa flavor. I'll tell you what, as I'm sitting here sweating in my home office, I'd pick up two of these boys, one to enjoy and one to just shove right up my butt to cool <laughs> to cool off fast. That, that might give idea. you a uh, hypothermia right there. That's um, That might be the end of you. Wouldn't mm-hmm. um, mind it. <laughs> all right, so if you don't mind um, hitting my first one here. Mm-hmm. So um, this is also coming out of Uchi Cafe, and this is the mm. Custard Momo Daifuku. Mm. Elegant. Daifuku, as you know, is kind of like a sweet mochi uh, sweet and inside this has momo which is peach and mm. custard in the middle there and i imagine this is just this is mm. just amazing i'm a huge custard maniac and um mm. you know i uh i just this this really hit all the uh the check marks for me yeah again i'm zoomed in here and this is one of those products you know it's so simply done but looks like it's perfectly executed yeah, And so, uh, no doubt, that is probably two or three perfect bites. Mm. Again, the Uchi Cafe series, just doing outstanding work here. Yeah, uh, A fantastic choice, 
Mike. Thank you. All right. Um, my second one here. Ooh. Yeah. Um, man, I was pretty excited about this. This is also a sweet, kind of a sweet week here. This is not out of mm. the Uchi Cafe series, though, as you can probably tell. It's sort of a yeah. crude sweet here. We're talking about a coffee jelly pudding. Mm. What this is here is a pudding with coffee jelly sitting on top this is combining two powerful forces the pudding and the coffee jelly into one super sweet Mm. the only thing jigglier than a pudding is a coffee jelly and i gotta tell you i'm getting a little seasick just looking at this thing um man uh but the nice coffee bitterness uh contrasted with the sweet jelly i think that's going to be a perfect combo yeah Uh, it looks outstanding yeah, and I see on the label here it says mazeruha, mazenaiha. So, um, how about you? Are you one to mix your pudding, or are you one not to mix your pudding? I would not mix it. I would keep no. them totally separate, uh, mm. so I could control my coffee jelly intake with the pudding. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I am a definite non-mixing guy. Uh, I, you know, I like getting that cross section every time you dip mm. the spoon in there. And I'd, I'd advise people don't mix it. This is this is probably best. Uh, but if you're a mixer, hey, you know, go for it. Go for it, absolutely. All right. So if you don't mind hitting my number two here, Ooh. this is the Machino Pan <laughs> Garlic Sweet Curry Bread. One of the legendary bread dishes in Japan, curry pan, curry bread. It's a sort of sweet roll, and inside of it is just curry. It's exactly what it sounds like. And I'm a sucker for a nice uh, kare pan. And I like the... Oh, what am I saying? Not ni- No, it's not garlic. It's niku. So it's the, it's the beef, mm. the sweet beef curry pan. Sorry about that. Um, and yeah, just uh, what can I say about it? I mean, it just looks... Top of the line. Yeah, I got to disagree with you on this one, Mike. Oh, um, whoa, Yeah, whoa. this is a personal experience. Uh, the first time I had a curry pan, I was at a, one of those bakeries, uh, and uh, it was next to some donuts. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't read Japanese at the time. And um, I just <laughs> thought it was a donut because it looks like a donut. And uh, I was I was expecting to uh, bite in and get a sweet taste of grape jelly or something like this. And instead, I got the savory taste of curry oh and so uh, i haven't been able to eat a curry pan since wow so yeah that was 2006 that happened so wow so that's some real trauma you're you're dealing with there uh i would advise you know as long as you know what you're getting into when you buy that curry pan i think you can enjoy it but um i totally totally understand your uh your feelings on it all right uh my last one here you want to crack that open here. This mm-hmm. one hits close to home. Oh, <laughs> this boy. This is the clam chowder. <laughs> Lawson is cooking up some clam chowder. And I got to tell you, when I looked at this photo, it looks legit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got, uh, they're checking all the boxes. They got potatoes, they got clams, mm. they got bacon, and they got mm. Hokkaido cream in there. And uh, it looks thick and creamy. It does look very good, but they put pasta in it. Right. Bit of a curveball here, but you know what? I'm going to let it slide, and mm-hmm. um, that's because it's not nearly as bad as, say, su- topping uh, sushi with tempura, banana, avocado, and spicy mayo. 
So uh, I'm gonna let the uh, I'm gonna let the pasta and the clam chowder slide. It does look really good. Um, yeah. So mm. yeah, nice work, Lawson. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, before I comment, I, how about you just go ahead and pop over my number three there? Oh no, could it be? Yes. Yeah, it's none other than the mochi di pasta clam chowder. I agree. You know, and I'm I'm really proud that you selected this because, like you said, hitting close to home. You are a New England guy, if I've ever met one. You know, Born this and is raised. Yeah, this is you're coming from the home of clam chowder, <laughs> and um, I agree. I was I was a little uh, concerned about the pasta that might you might um, be a little worried about that, but I agree. The picture looks great. And it just mm. looks really hearty mm. and um, just delicious. I, I wonder what sort of pasta's in there. I'm, I'm hoping that it's just kind of like little, you know, uh, chicken noodle soup pasta, not like mm. spaghetti or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, looks great. I'd love to give it a try. And I'd like to get your opinion as well. You know, um, is this the real deal or not? Well, I hope to have it one day. Um, yeah, yeah, just a great job, Lawson. Again, quality here. A fantastic yeah. series of products coming out. And speaking mm. of quality products, Mike, we've been talking about a Lawson dessert series here uh, for some time. We've mentioned it in passing. My My has reviewed a couple of the products, and actually just now we featured two of the items. This is the Uchi Cafe series out of Lawson. And um, what is the Uchi Cafe series? It's a sweet series. It's their, it's their high-end dessert series. And to sum, sum, summarize, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's innovative, it's sexy, it's beautiful. They hit for power and average. They're going for the triple crown every time they put something out. They've got classics like a dequa sandwich, a molten chocolate lava cake <sighs> in collabo with Godiva. But they also have innovative products like the Cup yeah. K, which is a cake inside of a cup, mm-hmm. or the Pududer cheese jelly. Mm. Uh, which of course the cheese stuffed inside of, of a strawberry flavored jelly. Uh, mm. It's just an outstanding series, and uh, they're just sort of doing laps around everybody else. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of um, you know, it's it's of course not just the flavor; it's the presentation, and it, it is mm. it's it's beautiful. Like it really, I, I think that many of these, if you reserve them in a very high class restaurant you wouldn't be surprised just say like wow that's really beautiful i mean the the colors that they use in the in the ingredients and the flavor i mean it all just comes together to give this really really solid uh series of items i mean it's really the best i think that the company has to offer yeah and we'll we'll post some of these photos on uh, twitter and instagram and facebook but um you know one of the latest items out is the bravo michipu and just to kind of give you the breakdown here, we're looking at a pudding topped with a thin layer of caramel. Mm. Below that is a caramel jelly stuffed with spiced pears and apples. And below that is a sponge cake. Mm. This is like a 3 or $4 product here. This could sit on any restaurant dessert menu and receive accolades from the toughest food critic it is just an amazing series 
coming out of Lawson here. And um, Mike, similar to the last segment here, I picked something that I thought you would like. You picked something that you thought I would like out of the mm-hmm. Uchi Cafe series. And I'm excited to show you what I picked out here. And I'm excited. All to right. Let me see what, me. Uh... see what we got here. <laughs> you know me well. You know me well. Yeah, the Zach Shoe. Um <laughs> Wow. Uh, it was a no-brainer for me here. Mike, what are we looking at here? <laughs> All right. So it's, as we've as we've talked about before, I'm a huge fan of shoe cream. And this is the Zaku Zaku, which means sort of uh, uh, crunchy. And, crunchy. Uh, yeah, crunchy Zaku shoe. And inside, instead of the normal cream, is it looks like ch- a chocolate cream. Yeah. And it's yeah. covered on the outside with nuts. Nuts. And oh man, this this the name as well, Z A K S H U. The K has like a the K is sort of like cracking and you know like <laughs> splitting apart. I would love to get one of these. I wonder if it's still on sale. I don't know, but this looks amazing. Oh my god, you you know me well. That's all I can say. I was excited when I saw that. Yeah, it was a no-brainer, like I said. The Zach shoe all the way. And now I can't I can't wait. I gotta pop open what you picked up for me here. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, so I as I said, when it comes to savory things <laughs> When it comes to savory dishes, I know you well, but when it comes to sweets, I don't actually know. So I was just kind of looking through here. I was seeing, you know, what is Matt like? And you know what I came across was this chocolate mint tart. Um, can you describe what exactly we're looking at here? Yeah, we're looking at a, a, a miniature chocolate tart, but uh, the filling is a mint cream, it looks like, mm-hmm. with uh, or mint custard, mm-hmm. and it's topped with chocolate shavings, and it looks like it may even have a small bit of, of chocolate. Is that sponge? Mm. Oh, I see. Okay, so the mint is a mascarpone cream. That's what that is. And uh, oh, it's got chocolate sauce. That's what I saw. That's not a spot. That's some chocolate sauce in there. Okay. Uh, yeah. How do you feel? I don't know. Are you a are you a are you a chocolate mint guy? Initial reaction was uh, I thought it was a bit of a swing and a miss. I got to be honest with you. But... <laughs> Oh, no. I think it was the color combo that got me. It's sort of a it's sort of a, a neon blue with the chocolate. But as I read the description, my God, that sounds good. A mascarpone mint cream sitting inside of a chocolate tart with chocolate sauce. I'm a big actually. I do like a chocolate mint ice cream. Uh, no doubt, I would enjoy this product here. And thank you, Mike, for selecting it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Um, you know. Well, we say the Uchi Cafe series is uh, sort of head and shoulders above everybody else. 7-Eleven, it appears, is making an effort here to um, not just catch up, but maybe even leapfrog Mm -hmm. the Uchi Cafe series. Mike, I don't know if you saw the the new Ford Bronco. No, I didn't. Yeah, 7-Eleven, like Ford Motor Company is trying to leapfrog their competitor. Of course, the Bronco competes with the Wrangler. Right, really owned the off-road fun truck segment, uh, and the Bronco looks like they're just going to blow it away here. And Seven Eleven with a new signature series, the Pierre Hermé mm. French pastry series, 
This looks like they may not just catch up, but leapfrog Lawson Uchi Cafe series. Mike, uh, what's your take on this series here? Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll really depend on how hard they go into it and how much it picks up. But you're right, like looking at this, I mean, this looks like they're going for everything that the Uchi Cafe is uh, going for. Yeah, it's beautiful presentation, uh, really just interesting ingredients and interesting items. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited, though, because, you know, for a long time, I mean, the, you know, Uchi Cafe has really just been free to to do what they want. And now I don't know. I, I don't know if competition will be good for them or if it will sort of force them to maybe move in directions that otherwise they wouldn't have where they had their complete artistic freedom to create as they they pleased but i'm hoping yeah that the that the competition will bring to light some really amazing even more spectacular items i guess is uh guess is the way yeah i'm feeling yeah uh, as usual a spot-on analysis um <laughs> you know i think you're totally right it's it's gonna let's see how long you know, this is a marathon and the Uchi Cafe series has been running for a yeah. long time. And yeah. the Pierre Hermé series is brand new. Let's see how long they can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you you make an interesting point here. The Uchi Cafe series is an innovative series. They don't just do traditional products, although they can do that well too. But Pierre Hermé, my understanding is this is a famous bakery in France Right. And uh, with that name on it, they may be tied to sort of traditional French pastry, mm. which limits their innovation. You may not get the sort of uh, double wiener red curry style innovation <laughs> you'd come to. We've come to expect from 7-Eleven in this uh, pastry series. So I uh, completely agree with what you've said there. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to have to keep an eye on these, this, uh, this new series, see what they do. Hope that it doesn't, you know, peter out after a couple of weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, excited for the future. All right. So that wraps us up on the Uchi Cafe. Um, so Matt, we're heading back into a new section that we've been doing recently and it's really just been a smash hit. I mean, people are just going crazy <laughs> for it. They can't get enough of the hall. And as the hall, you know, as as you've described, the hall is what you walk out of the Conveni with. So as we've been doing the past couple of weeks, we're each going to, we've each picked up a hall that we're going to show the other, get their opinion on it, and uh, go from there. So uh, yeah, why don't, why don't you uh, start off this week? Okay. All right, Mike. Um, yeah, what we're looking at here to describe for our listeners, we're looking at Ooh. two big cup noodles one from the famous ipudo ramen another we have a uh it looks like a chicken style broth tantan men then we have the infamous yakisoba sando of course a sandwich stuffed with yakisoba noodles a tuna mayonnaise onigiri and Mm. then a tamago sando Mm. with a fanta soda i can't quite tell what the flavor is i think it might be what is that nashi Asian pear flavor, maybe. Um, but that's what we're looking at here, Mike. What's your take on this haul? What's your score? Wow. Okay, little background. I'm seeing that this has a title. 7-Eleven Hall in Osaka during a typhoon. So this changes my opinion a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> Normally, my first look at this, I'd say, hey, this is probably about a two. Um, there's just not enough um, variety um, there's only one drink and you've got tons of calories and carbohydrates going on in there. But 
Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta factor in probably if this wasn't during a typhoon, maybe you'd be losing one of these sandwiches and maybe one of these uh, ramens as well. They're sort of preparing, you know, mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. how long they're going to have to huddle in here um, to weather the storm. So um, I think it, with that sort of background knowledge, this is sort of a unique haul, I'm going to bump it up one more star to three stars. I like some of the items in here. I don't like some of the items in here. Especially, I mean, the Tamago sandwich, that's one of my favorites. And then the yakisoba sandwich, which, I mean, if people have never seen this thing, it's its like a hot dog roll filled with yakisoba, <laughs> which is like spaghetti. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, to each his own. I'm not a big fan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to see, even with, you know, that background notch, I'd like to see a little bit more variety, something out of the hot box, something, a couple more drinks, maybe, you know, if you're going to be inside for, you know, 24, 48 hours, you might need a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with three stars. And like I said, that was sort of my, my thinking behind this. Yeah, Mike, uh, I got to agree with you on this one. And uh, yeah, no doubt I had, I I was confident you would pick up on that nuance there that this guy was prepping for a typhoon. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, I agree. This is a one or two star haul, but uh, double noodle, double sando. Interesting. A plus in onigiri. Yeah. um, But if you're hunkering down, uh, that's not a bad haul. Uh, I totally agree. Something out of the hot box would definitely be welcome as well as not just maybe one beer, but maybe a sixer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, again, completely agree with the analysis. Interesting haul, interesting haul. Okay, all right. So here, if you want to crack mine open here, mine is a very different sort of uh, haul here. Um, Ooh, this is a... Boy. What the hell is this? All right, let me explain what we're looking at here. And um, so we're looking at a cucumber and daikon salad, mm-hmm. a zero-calorie fruit jelly, a prosciutto and camembert cheese roll, and then a Yakuruto 400. Well, Yakuruto is like a, a yogurt, um, small yogurt drink that's really popular here. What's your call on this haul? Wow, this is, uh, there's no other word but shocking <laughs> for this haul here. I don't know what this person was thinking. Um, well, I guess they do have a three-course meal here. They got the, the app with the cucumber and radish salad. They got the sandwich for the main. They got the zero-calorie jelly, which, of course, is jello. And then they have the yakuruto, hmm. uh, the yogurt drink, the famed yogurt drink here. Um, gosh, I, but there's, there's nothing. They're all... They all kind of live independent of each other. These are not four items I would buy together. I might walk away from the mm-hmm. convenient with one of these, mm-hmm. um, but certainly not all four. I just don't know what this person was thinking. But I do like the look of that ham and camembert cheese roll. Mm. It does look good. And I don't mind the pickled salad to kind of cut from the ham and cheese. Mm. And then a light dessert is not bad. The yakuruto I like. I just wish there was a bigger drink. That's not something you just, that's not something to wash down a ham and cheese sandwich, a little <laughs> shot of yalko yogurt drink. You need something more substantial there. Man, my first thought, I thought I was going to give this a one, but no, it's better than that. This is not a bad haul. I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give this a three star uh, rating here. I don't think it's too bad. 
I think it's got uh, three courses. I just wish it, it it needs a beverage. It needs a beverage, and again, something from the hot box. Yep. Yep. Wow. Amazing analysis. Yeah. I I I thought this was going to kind of spin you in circles a little bit. Um, because- <laughs> It is on first look, sort of a wacky haul, but it does have, it it kind of has a coherence to it. Um, And I'm glad you picked up on that, but I totally agree about the drink. Like you said, like these Yakuto drinks, I mean, they're like three ounces. They're teeny, teeny little uh, (laughs) yogurt drinks. And like you said, no way you're going to wash down all this with that. So, um, yep, I think it's a fair analysis and I, I totally agree. All right, um, that takes us to uh, our new, again, huge, uh, uh, our listeners love this new segment, uh, At the Gembo with Mike. And this week, we're, I guess we're doing a lightning round, mm-hmm. uh, Mike, because you've been busy at the Combini, um, yeah. and we got five products to look at here. Uh, I'm going to set a timer so that we stay on track here. Um, all right, Mike, uh, why don't you kick things off here? What do you got for us this week? All right. So um, I was at my wife's uh, in-laws and it's out in the country. There's nothing much to do. So we said, hey, let's let's make the rounds to Lawson. And we've been talking about the fine, uh, the nice cheese Grand Prix. So we went all in on the Grand Prix. Um, we got three items from the Grand Prix and then we got two other items. So, all right, here we go. From the Grand Prix, we got the Cheese Dog 2. I'm going to give it three stars. Um, it was a little bit too sweet, and the potato didn't have the didn't have the flavor that I thought it would, so I was a little surprised mm. on that. The cheese was great, though. Next, we've got the Karai Karage-kun, the Karachi Karage-kun. This was uh, – I'm going to give it a – this also – well, I'm going to give this a four star. This mm. was a um, – it was pretty good. It was really spicy, but the cheese was also really melty. And the when we bought it, actually, the the worker at the uh, Lawson said, watch out, that's spicy. So, hey, oh. shout out to her. Then we got the rich cheese <laughs> karage-kun. Boom, five star. This was Whoa. top of the line. This had – I mean, you bit into it, and inside – holding everything together was this melted cheese oh. and it was just one of the cheesiest bombs I've ever tasted in my life. Mm-hmm. Coming after that, we got the Pablo cheese tart oh. black thunder. I'm going to have to give this a two star. I have no idea what this combination <laughs> is all about. It didn't have the crunch of the black thunder and I've never had Pablo cheese tart. So I'm not sure what was going on there, but Hey, it was exciting. And then the sesame oil salt karage kun. This is the number 200 of the karage kuns and this my friends one star what a lame item no flavor whatsoever i have no idea if there was sesame oil in it at all um as opposed to these other karage kuns it was just uh pretty pathetic and to be honest it was like i don't know if you've ever seen these these recipes where it's like you're making like four quarts of soup and they say like hey you need a a quarter teaspoon of paprika (laughs) It's like, what is that going to do? No one's ever going to taste that. No one does. There's no point in even putting that in. That was that sesame oil. What a lame item. What a terrible uh, guy to go for, for the number 200. That's my lightning round. And um, yeah. Wow. Uh, My head is spinning at that series of reviews all over the place. One star reviews, five star reviews. That was fantastic. My God! Uh, wow. So those uh, the the Hokkaido three cheese karage kun that was really good, huh? 
Oh, it was cheesy as all get out. I mean, it was a cheese bomb. It was like, I know, you know, the, the famous snack, the cheese Um, It was like cheese up that was actually melted <laughs> combined with chicken. It was, it was amazing. I was really happy about that. I actually got it twice. Oh, wow. Oof, wow. I got to come down from that. That was, uh, <laughs> that was outstanding. Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm a little sad to say about the pa- Pablo cheese tart Black Thunder. I know we were excited about that, but yeah, it was just too, too, too confusing. The okay, whole, the a, a quick question about the cheese dog too. Um, yeah, yeah. the The dog is on the bottom, and then the cheese yep. is on the top. It's two separate yep. segments, st- both riding on a stick, encased in the batter and the and the potato crispy stuff. Um, yeah. Tell me about the cheese. Was that like you, you bite into it and it pulls away kind of stringy style cheese? How was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The cheese was, I mean, it was as advertised. You bit mm. into that and then you had this sort of ribbons of cheese coming <laughs> off and it was great. And the dog as well, you know, the lower half was good as well. But like I said, the you'd think that with that those potatoes lodged in there, mm. you have more of kind of that potatoey, mm-hmm. you know, French fry sort of potatoey flavor. But instead, of, it just didn't really... It didn't add any sort of special flavor to it. I was a little surprised. Mm-hmm. And then just one more follow-up here. Um, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the sesame and salt uh, yeah. karagi-kun. Um, yeah. That was a pretty harsh review there, Mike. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think we both thought that was uh, garbage as soon as we saw it. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was just an effort to get over the 200 landmark. Yeah, is that is that what you're thinking? That it was just they were just trying to, to trying to get over, go from 199 mm-hmm. to 200. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I mean, there was nothing really interesting about it. It tasted just like a plain karagikun. Mm-hmm. and yeah, like you said, they're just trying to get over the hump. And it really made me think about like how you have these sort of levels of karagikun. Mm-hmm. They probably have a couple groups, you know, people working on like the the high end <laughs> karagikun, and then just the, you know, the other people just slogging away, just just printing out uh, flavors. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, pretty disappointed about that. But like you said, we had, we had kind of seen that coming. Okay. Uh, well, thanks for that lightning round, uh, Mike, that was fantastic. Um, and looking forward to next week on, uh, more reporting at the Gemba. All right. So closing out, we have some news from the Kambini as always. And, um, this week we got kind of a controversial one, um, coming out of, uh, the prefecture I'm living in that you lived in, um, yeah, what uh, what what sort of news do we have here? Yeah, Mike. Um, of course, uh, coronavirus is still an issue across the world, uh, including mm-hmm. Japan. And uh, like you said, in Kanazawa, the capital and largest city of Ishikawa Prefecture, a family mm-hmm. mart store owner uh, actually chased out a customer who pulled into the parking lot with out of prefecture license plates. Um, mm. A prefecture is equivalent to a state. Uh, over in Japan. So uh, if it's like uh, I'm in Massachusetts, it's like somebody pulled in with New Hampshire license plates mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the convenient owner stormed out of the convenient and told him to uh, leave uh, because mm. he didn't want him to potentially bring in coronavirus. So uh, in this case, the convenient over serving as a kind of tier two police force keeping the public safe, but uh, at a questionable price here. Um, This person interpreted it as uh, out-of-prefecture discrimination. 
Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about this one, to be honest. I, I appreciate the sort of, you know, trying to protect your customers because that's ultimately what it was about. And, you know, there's been a big push um, to, you know, saying like, don't go across, you know, prefecture lines if you don't need to. And so Kanazawa, as you know, is a, is a tourist uh, city. And so, you know, um, tensions are high here and people are just, we finally got things calmed down in Kanazawa. And so, you know, I can understand, but at the same time, I don't know if, you know, you need to shun them from the store, maybe just, you know, make sure they got a mask and, uh, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough spot for the, the convenience owner, but, um, I can, you know, I can understand both sides positions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, just again, the coronavirus sort of, uh, unfortunately causing more strife, uh, including at, uh, maybe one of the happiest places on earth, uh, the convenience. Yeah. So yep, hopefully yep. we'll be past this soon, and um, all license plates will be welcome at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a bit of a downer there to end it, uh, but uh, that was the featured headline for this week. Um, I guess that wraps it up for this week, though, Mike. Um, another packed week. Uh, man, 16 episodes. Who would have thought? And uh, 16 strong where we're leading off with new fried chicken mm. products. We'll see if we can keep it going next week. Um, in the meantime, uh, please... Uh, give us a rating and share us uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's where we post a lot of the photos of the products that we're talking about. So if you want to get a keen look at what we're describing, head over to any one of those platforms. Uh, also, we are still looking for somebody to share their first convenient memory or haul or favorite product, whatever it is by dialing 617-453-8207. Leave us a message and we will share it on the next Convenient Boys podcast. As always, thank you for listening. And uh, Mike, I guess uh, until next week, I'll see you at the Convenient. See you at the Convenient.